times you set out to talk about Mean Girls, but instead you end up talking about how strong women can be. This is the Wayward Podcast. blippy thingies yay do you know sometimes i look at the blippy thingies on our garage band and think they look similar to an ekg <laughs> they like, do we're alive yeah Ooh, look at that we're super alive yeah hi brianna buckmaster hello kim rhodes how are you i'm good uh i had a little stretch i feel i feel good um i'm excited to be sitting here with you Across from you, looking at your beautiful face. Hi, beautiful. And your you. pink eyeshadow. I'm super pink today, aren't I? Well, you said this morning you were like, I've made I've made errors in my judgment. Yes, I made an erroneous judgment uh-uh. in my makeup. I think pink eyeshadow is dope right now. I see a lot of it. I think you are on trend. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Um, and you know what I like about you, Kim, is that you always do this thing where you're like, I just want to warn everybody what I look like. You always do that. And then we see you and you're like, oh, because you're a supermodel? <laughs> I did not know I did that. Yeah, you always, you're like, just so you know, there's sparkles everywhere. And they're like the most perfectly placed sparkles on her eyelids ever in time. We wanted to take this opportunity in this episode to discuss relationships with other women. Now... We have not planned out this conversation. So, Kim, we can discuss relationships uh, with other women. Friendships, working relationships, um, our relationship. So let's start with our relationship. So we've been really, um, we talk a lot at conventions about how we met. And our experiences were very different. And we talk about that a lot. My experience was like I immediately knew I wanted to. Not only did I want to be your friend, I knew I needed to... Not get you on my side, but I knew that if you didn't like me, things would not go well for me. <laughs> so, and I don't think that that's a bad thing to, like, I wasn't scared of you. I was just really wanted you to like me. Put a hole in my tights just now. Um, and I, I, I just made that a goal. And I think that that's okay when you go, I want that girl as my friend. You figure out a way to make her your friend. I'm so glad you did. And because it doesn't always work out. No. You know? Well, it, yeah, and because everyone has the has freedom of choice. Yes, yes. But in this circumstance, your um, that goal overrode my fear. Because right. my because we'd both been hearing a lot about the other. Yeah. But my instinct is always someone's gonna take I'm I'm prom queen and someone's here to take my crown. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you're in an environment where you're the only girl mm-hmm. and now another girl's going to come in, there can only be one queen bee, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I didn't know it at the time. I just knew that everyone telling me how awesome you are made me feel like, oh, everybody likes her better than me. I think that's an unnatural feeling. And I think even if people don't do what you said you did, which was kind of have that, oh, well, I don't know about this lady then. Some people, their fears might look like what I did, which was, I I have to be friends with her then. You know what I mean? I think that's a natural thing to hear good things about somebody and be kind of scared, nervous, well, I, insecure. I think it is 
when I encourage myself, um, I can't not be scared and I can't not have those feelings. Like I'm not going to be able to walk through this world like an elevated being who never has feelings Mm -hmm. that are uncomfortable that I'm not proud of. Mm -hmm. But what I did do was go, okay, do you have any facts to support this? And is this actually an emotional truth for you? And what does this fear serve you? Like Mm -hmm. really ultimately what does being like things are going to go down whether or not you have any say in this at all. You can be scared of her taking your place, quote unquote, mm-hmm. which is already an ego position that I have a place to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, being scared isn't going to change it. So what will be fun in this point, you know? And so making a conscious decision to act as if I weren't scared, to act as uh, if I weren't insecure. Fake it till you make it. To fake it in this case, yeah. Yeah. Because fears aren't facts, right? There we go. And we breached, we talked about that a little bit in another previous episode, but that is so true. They're not facts. They're our brains tricking us. Yes. They're past traumas that are creeping up and going, this is true. Be careful. Watch your back. Well, and it's also, I think, a mistaken belief that when you're in an environment that happens to be mostly male, that power is bestowed Mm. upon you. It isn't inherent. What do you explain that more? That as a woman, the men let you be powerful. The men let you be heard. Ah. The men and so now if there's another woman here, now there's competition. Like Ooh, the okay. idea of competition. Yes. I have two two things to say about yeah. that. Is the idea so sometimes my experience with that first thing you said of of um, sometimes men in, bestow power upon women. I have found that when I just take power, I get called a bitch, a diva, um, like. Like, I, I, even my friends, they make jokes all the time about my husband. Like, oh, congrats to you, man. You got a lot to put up with. And I'm like, okay, my husband's dope. And he would never, ever think that or accept any of those congratulatory comments. My dad used to say that to my husband. I know. Thank you for putting up oh with her. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? What? My husband would be like, mm, you guys can go now. See yourselves out. Um the other thing, no. oh, the other thing is like if there's two women, so the idea that you said in the second part is if there's two women who are together and there's competition, there's so much talk about cat fight. How much have you heard that? I've heard that just even in this last year. Fucking people love to talk about a cat fight. And I'm like, I, I think two women can be competitive and not hate each other, and not fight, and still love each other. There's nothing wrong with healthy competition. But competition between women is always seen as as a negative trait. Well, and also, what is it that we're competing for? Yeah. Like, why is there only one piece of pie That's for the girls? Yeah, we're all, we've all been told there's only one piece of pie for the women, so we all have to fight for it. Yeah. And that is not true. No. At all. Well, and to expand that into my, because this, we were asked a question at a convention about um, what kind of mean girl stuff we'd encountered. Yeah. And I really have been thinking about that. And I have been fortunate enough to not have... I mean, there was some in college just because women didn't have 
other tools to express their own insecurities. Mm -hmm. But in terms of my career, I have been so blessed to have in graduate school, someone who is still one of my dearest friends in this entire world was the other leading actress in our grad class. And you would think that we would not be best friends, Mm -hmm. but I, it just, it worked out that Mm -hmm. we were support for each other. And then in, um, I did uh, my first really big equity Shakespeare Festival. The lead actress took me under her wing. She's still one of my dearest friends. She let me go on a road trip with her, and I was just amazed at why do these wonderful, wonderful, amazing women want to be my friend? And now it's even more amazing, as I am the aging leading lady, when I look at young up-and-comers, the amount of self-confidence and love it takes to nurture them and bring them in. I have to make conscious fucking decisions to say, here's the baton, run. Yeah. Let me show you how. Instead of going, fuck you, you're going to take everything I ever wanted. Because there's, there's a power in that as well. There's a power in going, let me show you this thing that you're going to be so great at. Doesn't that feel good? See, that's, there's the key. Yeah. The mean girl stuff, because I have been inclined in my life, because sure. I'm in, I'm an insecure fuck. We're human as well, you know? And so now I'm able to look at the mean girl stuff and go, oh, you're feeling like you don't have enough. Mm-hmm. That's fundamentally it. You don't have enough, and you don't trust your ability to create enough for yeah. yourself. Yeah. So it needs to be given to you or taken from someone else. Mm-hmm. And... Now, because I don't live in that space, I probably am the victim of some mean girl shit, and I literally don't even notice it. And that's the way to live, because that's probably the reality, right? I have definitely definitely been the um, target of some mean girl stuff throughout my lifetime, and it was all based on different things. When you're young, I was the target of it because I was overweight when I was in high school, and those women who made fun of me back then, I would never do it now. Like, kids are cruel because they're trying to empower themselves in a weird way. Yeah. They're so, they're just trying to grasp at anything that will, A, keep them from being targets, and B, um, try to make them look a little higher uh, so that they appear stronger to others. So again, they're probably not going to be targets. Um, and then, I don't know, throughout my career, I have been targets of stuff. But honestly, a lot of that might be stuff that I've sought out. Information that I, where you are like, I don't know if I've been a target. I think lots of times I go, have you heard anything? What do you hear about me? <laughs> what do you hear about me? So, And that's fair. And now, as I get older, especially over the last few years, I do the thing that you do. And a lot of this is because of you, um, where I can recognize mean girl comments and know that that's stemming from their stuff and not mine and actually to be able to take that in and actually not be hurt or offended by things other people say about me um i've noticed there's also a lot of power in not being the mean girl there's more power actually one of the things so when i was auditioning a lot commercially now commercial auditions there's 30 women that all look like 10 degrees separation from you. Mm -hmm. Any one of you could have this job and you're just going in and coming out, going in and coming out. Boom, 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 boom. 
And um, I was at an audition once where a woman came out of the room and said, there are five of them in the room. The camera is here. They asked me to do this, this, and this. And basically gave me the secrets yeah, of yeah. what was happening in the room. And then she left. And I felt transformed. Were you suddenly like, she, I'm in love with this yes. woman? Yes. Yeah. I was like, the an angel just walked out of the building. Mm -hmm. And you know what else? I can be that angel. Mm -hmm. So... I now approach things of like, what is really going to empower me? Right. Whether or not I get this job, well, that will happen in hours or days or weeks down the road. In this moment, I can transform myself yes. into a superhero yes. by walking out and simply saying, they didn't have me read the third scene. Yeah. They asked me to do the first scene, but here's the note they gave. And walk away. Yes. Now, here is my thought about that. Um, I'm with you and I immediately when you told that story I was like oh my god that enchantress <laughs> no. um, it's so funny this is what our lives are like when somebody tells us where the camera is at an audition <laughs> we're falling in love with another woman um, <clears throat> is that I have also learned as someone who was bullied when I was younger and did the thing where I tried to get people to like me by doing this sort of thing I have been taken advantage of and I have been um, looked over, and my efforts have been futile. Yes. So I now, as a self-assured, confident, progressive, driven, aspirational woman, have made boundaries for myself. So I realize, especially in female relationships, where that energy is going to be cycled and where it's not. So I now know where I can go this is going to feel good and where I can go, this is not necessary. We have a phrase giving for free and for fun because if I have to check my motives mm -hmm. because if I am going to be yes, that enchantress, yes, yes. if I'm going to be that person, I need to do it for the power it gives me, yeah. not for everyone in the room to suddenly look at me as I walk out and to have fallen in love with me. Yeah. I can't do it for an outcome. Yeah. And I think back to woman to woman relationships, mm -hmm. If I am connecting with another woman so that she will, whatever the end of that sentence is, I'm, I don't have authentic motivations. Yeah. If I'm trying to make you do anything, mm -hmm. be it give me a job, be it think I'm smart, mm -hmm. be it whatever it is that I need to bounce back to me mm -hmm. because I haven't generated it in myself, mm -hmm. um, those are not pure motivations. Yeah. Which now that I am more and more conscious of... I've, it's my job to take care of me. Yeah, It's my job first. Mm -hmm. And then what I offer, I can offer for free and for fun. And I am not at all attached to how you receive it, use it, appreciate it, whatever. Now, it may mean that I don't do it again. Mm -hmm. If you're like, fuck you, bitch. Who do you think you are? Like, there are people that I extend myself to and are like, well, aren't you arrogant? Oh, well, yeah. that wasn't my intention. Never mind. I'm yeah. going to go play over here. Exactly. I find as I get older, my energy wanes, and um, <laughs> like being tired has a lot to do with yeah, being a good friend. And sometimes. you really do as you get older. You filter out, and that doesn't mean that I don't make new friends. You're a new friend, considering, um, and we put a lot of energy into our friendship. Um, and uh, I have friends 
back home who I don't see as often. And I put a lot of energy into those friendships because I don't see them as often as I pretty much as I see you. But um, the friendships that I feel like I'm constantly putting work into that, I guess the friendships that feel like work, I go, those, they're not working for whatever reason, maybe not permanently not working, but not working right now. And I think it's okay as women to go, I don't need to be friends with every single woman. Yeah. I think that's, I yeah. saw this in a, this was very funny. I think you and I've talked about it in a episode of Silicon Valley where these two, these, this group of, uh, you know, tech, tech dudes, engineers have a little company and they have one woman, um, you know, coder or whatever. And they bring in another one and they're like, Sue, this is Mary. Oh my God. You guys must have so much in common. And they're both just like, Hey, Hey. And it was just <laughs> such a beautiful comment on the idea that dudes always think that women have to be best friends because they're women. And if they're or not, hate they hate each other, right? Yeah. And then we get back to the cat fight conversation. But I think it's there is a lot of women, a lot, a lot, a lot of women in this world that I deeply respect, that I have no real interest in being close friends with. And I think that that's okay. And I think the more we recognize that, I think the more energy we can put into friendships that do work for us and the less we need to think that we don't like those people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, it's... I think there's something still inherent in women in my head mm-hmm. and in, I'm going to blame it on society, but it might just be my head where it's a woman's job to take care of, to like, mm. I'm glad I enjoy the fact that I'm nurturing. I enjoy the fact yeah. that I'm empathetic, but when it crosses into, I need to somehow be responsible for your feelings. Um, and that gave me skills that don't serve me anymore. Like one of the things that occurred to me when you were talking is I think you and I, would not have been good friends the me 15 years ago because the me 15 years ago was scared and lied all the time. I would mm. lie to tell you what I thought you, you wanted, wanted to, to hear. hear. Right. And one of the reasons we work so well is that I don't do that anymore. Mm. And I have told you things that I know were absolutely not what you wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. But it made us better. Yes. And that's I think friendship always is based on intense communication and it took a while for me to get to be that person and i became that person because of the women that that i worked with like i did an episode of star trek voyager Mm -hmm. and kate mulgrew was the lead on that and um and i was it was my first single camera thing i was so fucking terrified but there was and my first scene with her i thought i understood Mm-hmm. And so we were going in, we were running late, late that day. The director, who it was his first time directing Star Trek, um, said, so in this scene, da 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 And I went, wait, what? That isn't, no, that's not what I, what I thought. I thought this over here. He was like, well, no, because of this, this, and this. I was like, well, but I don't. And at that moment, I heard the door open, and Kate Mulgrew, who I had not yet met, goes, what's the holdup? I'm supposed to have left this place half an hour ago. And I was like, Oh, fuck. She walks over and the director totally throws me under the bus. He goes, she has a problem with the scene. And she looks at me and she looks at him and he goes, what's the problem? And he said, well, I think this and she thinks this. And she looks at me again. She looks back at the director and she goes, well, she's obviously right. Let's shoot it both ways so you can see. And we walk in and I'm like, oh, oh God, no, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> and 
she was a one woman masterclass mm. in acting with me. That is not a woman who thinks that there is one piece of pie. Exactly. And you know what? Never had a man do that for me. I have. I have. So it's not impossible. But they've done it in, in from places of power. Yeah. And not give a, you. Not not in not in a negative way. Just like they've been in places of power where they can do this thing. I've never had a woman who was adjacent to me, an actress who was in the same position as me, going, "She's dope." You know, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's what I would like someone to. There, I want that on my grave. That is not a woman who believed there was only one piece of pie. Yeah, man. And um, so just in terms of, you know, didn't really address the Mean Girls subject other than Mean Girls don't get a lot of pie. Yeah. (laughs) No. And at the bottom of it is Mean Girls are just scared girls. And if the more we remember that, the less we'll be affected by them and perpetuate that idea by continuing that cycle with other people. Yeah. And when I'm scared... One of the best things I can do to actually alleviate my fear is go give somebody what I think I don't have. Yes. That's genius. I heard that somewhere recently. Maybe it was you in a panel. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I love that. I love that thing of going, the way to receive love is to give it. Yeah. Right? It's just very challenging to do when you're in pain. Yeah. Or being offended, you know, in some way. Um, I loved everything we talk about, but mostly I love you. I love you so much. Thank you, Brianna Buckner. Thank you, Kim Rhodes. <laughs>